All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, Christian, give us a countdown. All right, we are back. This is the next episode of Nothing to Podcast, and I got a special guest with me here today. He goes by Camo Top if he's producing and making music. He goes by Peter Portel if he's in the streets. In the streets. A.K.A. Poppy Scoville. What's yeah. up, brother? How you doing today? I'm doing great. It's kind of early for Saturday for me. I like it. I like it. You up with the grind. Um, so today we're going to get into what you're doing with your life, kind of. How you're making music and producing beats. Your connection to the music industry and, and what you're trying to do. Um, so let's start with it. So why are you even in the music industry to begin with? What got you into this? Uh, I was on probation for a weed charge, and um, I lost my job, I uh, lost my apartment, so I had nothing to do but make beats, and I started making a shit ton of beats. And so, I personally know you, so I've been watching your come up for a long, like about uh, a year or two now, right? It's been about that long. Like, not since, you've been, you've been, you've been fucking around with it before that, uh, a little bit. I've been making music since like 2012. But I just recently started really going in on it since I got my computer back from the police in February. So really, I've only been making beats for like three or four months. So every time you've been making beats, I've seen you, I've seen you post the progress, what you're learning. The progression of your beats, the more samples you use, the more, uh, let's call it complex schemes of instruments you're using, integrating outside variables into it, real instrument recordings and everything into it, and it's been growing, and, and, and you're getting everyone involved watching you grow. Is that something that uh, people connect with and everything like that? Are you trying to get trying to get personal? Are you trying to create your own wave? Are you following somebody's footsteps? What are you doing exactly? So where's, what's your inspiration behind all of this? Who, who are you taking from to make these beats? Well, at first I was in, like a, I was in a band in France in like 2014. And we played music like every day in the basement, in the garage. And my inspiration is like rock music, like punk music, um, like grunge music, stuff like that. But um, with the computer, I'm learning how to like recreate. I, I don't have a band to play with out here. Everybody's a fuck boy. That doesn't have time <laughs> to make a band with me, so I have to make my own band on the computer. It's a one-man show with you. Yeah. And you are a one-man show, man. You got... Before music, you were creating waves and football and things like that. You were just you're just a person of status of almost some sorts. Um, so now you're attributing that to music. Do you find any hardships of saying, hey, man, like my past life means nothing. Everything I accomplished means nothing. Now that I'm entering into the music industry, I got to restart to square one. I use the connections I know, but I still got to grow and prove to people the content I'm making is, is something better, something unique. Well, I mean, all my friends that played football that aren't in the NFL, like half of them are trying to be rappers. So that's like my clientele right there. I sell, most of the raps, the, the beats I sell are to my ex-teammates and uh, people that I know from football. So I'm trying to branch to outside of that a little bit. But, I mean, there's a lot of talented guys that I, that I played football with up from all over. Yeah, so what do you think when you're, when you're a great athlete, right, and you start getting your personality involved? So you said a lot of your football friends are becoming rappers. Do you think it's like a personality trait of – Maybe people who have felt this this status of being, you know, in the spotlight, being on football teams, getting cameras on them, that they just, they kind of still want that spotlight and they want to find a way to do it 
and they want to do what they want to do. They loved football and it didn't work out, so they want to find something else they want to love and they want to pursue it. Do you think that's like kind of true to their mindset and that's why they do this? It's probably true for some people. For me, I just uh, it's like practice for me. So like with football, I would train and I would work on my three-step drops and my throwing. And uh, with music, it's the same thing. You have to do the same thing over and over again to be good at guitar, to be good at piano. So it's just something to keep my mind going. Definitely. So uh, who'd you play for in football? Where'd you Where'd you start? What age did you start playing football? Played and where'd you play? Springfield Youth Club. That's why I see. Seven years old. The start. Yeah. Been playing. Then I played at West Springfield High School. And you went to the uh, the Elite 11 camp through there, right? Yeah, I was Elite 11 quarterback that's, in 2006. So yeah. if anyone doesn't know what the Elite 11 is, that's when Nike takes the top high school talents and puts them all in one. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks only. Quarterbacks only. And they take them and they put them in this, uh, uh, I would it's say, practice, not practice. It's a gauntlet of skills. Gauntlet of skills. It's kind of like a, they should make a reality TV show out of it. They did. Exactly. Sure. And and it's just putting these top players against each other. And uh, you went to that, man. That's a that's a great experience. Who were you there with? Who I did you with, meet? Uh, Tyra Taylor, Ryan Mallett, uh, Stephen Garcia. He played at uh, South Carolina. Uh, there's a lot of good players there. What do you think of Ryan Mallett, man? I loved Ryan Mallett because he was huge, right? He was this big boss. And I, I was, I'm was, i an LSU fan, so I actually hated him. But I always watched him play. I'm like, this guy's a giant. He's, he's got a he's cannon. He's got a cannon for the arm. Cannon, like Jamarcus Russell type cannon almost. Yeah, he's probably got one of the strongest arms I've ever seen. But he, the, he really like holds the ball low and winds up and pegs it at people's heads. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that hurts your fingers if you're the receiver on the other end, man. That yeah, sucks. he does not care about the receiver. <laughs> He's got one speed. Yeah, who was he? He was behind Tom Brady for a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he did. He did well. I don't know where he is anymore. I think Tyrod Taylor actually dunked on him in a game of pickup basketball in that game. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Tyler. That's a Virginia uh, Virginia Tech boy. Yeah. Playing for the Browns now. Um, I actually really disagree with the Bills' decision to move on from him. I think he did great things for the Bills. He's um, better than anybody else I have. Exactly. He's, he's probably their best player. But the Browns really came up this offseason. We'll they see. made a lot of moves. We'll we don't see. know if it's for good or bad. They made a lot of irrational moves. They made a lot of crazy nice moves, I think, too. They were never good. They were never good. And so that's why. Why not make these moves? If you're 0-16, what do you have to well, lose at this people point? people come to Cleveland, their career just gets destroyed. So how do, they, how do we change that? You've been on teams. How do you get that? Do you change the jerseys? Do you it's move the it? The culture. Team? It's the culture. Get out of the city? Um, I don't know if it's the city, but, like, uh, I used to train with Jeff Garcia, and Jeff Garcia had, like, the, the 49ers touchdown passing record, and they've had Steve Young and Joe Montana, and he had the record there, and then he gets traded to the Browns, and then he gets cut, <laughs> and he's, like, not – he's, like, the has the worst season of his career. Exactly. It's yeah. like a – a cursed club. And then source. after he leaves the Browns, he goes back to the Pro Bowl with the Buccaneers. So and like with the Eagles, they they were awesome with Terrell Owens. So so it's a it it seems to be a culture issue at the Browns. Yeah, for a long time. For a very long time, and maybe just that city. They just had a, a championship with LeBron, one of the goats. But um, so let's get more into music, right? So Spotify has recently started to not promote rappers' music that they feel have violated this new code of conduct they have they took down triple x they took down r kelly christian what's the uh, new rapper they took down tech 47 there we go boom you already know so what do you think i think me personally i feel like this is giving soundcloud a stage now why why even go to spotify why even risk it if they're having these things if i'm a new artist and like i might get caught up in some shit 
A lot of people don't know about um, 6ix9ine's caught up. They think they call him a pedophile, but they really haven't seen the video and really what happened. I'm not uh, defending him or anything completely. But I think people really over-exaggerate what he did just by calling a pedophile and spamming his comments. So these artists, why should they even go to Spotify anymore? What's the point? Is SoundCloud the new wave? Is SoundCloud going to be bigger than Spotify? What do you think? Uh, not SoundCloud, but um, definitely like Apple Music and maybe Tidal. Um, I mean, Google has a music service. Uh, the thing about Spotify is like how many artists have a domestic violence case that they've been charged with. How many... You know, from Michael Jackson, well, not the just pop star. Michael Jackson, uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Led Zeppelin, um, Kiss, like the biggest. Like, why are they singling out like SoundCloud rappers and R. Kelly? Like, yeah, why? these like, it's, it seems very specific. Yeah, it's not going to the rock genre. It's going to the the hip hop genre, which a lot can say this is maybe the a lifestyle promoted within this music, but I don't believe that at all because I I know rock music that's ten times worse lyrically. And just, you can get into this weird vibe of the rock music where you just want to start throwing punches and moshing and shit like that. So it seems very selective, the target they're starting to not promote. And it's, it's just very a slippery slope. Like, you're going to have to get rid of everybody or get rid of nobody. Exactly. But at the end of the day, they're not getting rid of the mu music. They're just taking them off. Exactly. Playlist. Playlist. And the playlists are basically, Spotify has been known to, to um, manipulate their playlist anyway and put, like, fake artists on People who buy in their uncles, they'll they'll have like computer generated yeah. artists to rack up streams and, and basically pay themselves. Yep, for streams. That's wild. So so it's a sketchy thing. So Spotify's getting a lot of flack within the music industry right now. Taylor Swift never fucked with them. <laughs> T Swizzle, what's uh? You ever see that uh, the Taylor Swift rap rap video back in the day with a big ass like what was it Lil Duval or some shit like big ass change? No, Little Duval's got a song with Taylor Swift. I don't know if it was Little Duval. I just remember Little Duval's big ass chain. She was wearing some big ass chain. I don't know if it was him in it, but she was That's like, "I'm six foot bro. four or something." This is an old Taylor Swift vid. Um, but let's go into uh, let's let's get into a little bit of SoundCloudy shit. So with all these people on SoundCloud, right? Uh, you're one of the people I know who are actually more educated on the type of music that's coming out of SoundCloud, the type of people SoundCloud, the type of people. Who are making it all SoundCloud, right? We Post Malone released White Iris on SoundCloud, and look at that. Like, he got so much hype. He dropped that song on SoundCloud. He was living with some Twitch streamers in LA. He was kind of like this white kid, nobody. No tattoos when he dropped White Iris, and he met Justin Bieber, got all his tattoos. Now he's just heavily tatted, kind of playing into the SoundCloud culture. Like, what do you think SoundCloud's creating for these new artists in a way? Like, do you think they're their own thing? Like, I'm going to be a SoundCloud rapper. Like, I'm not a Spotify rapper, but, like, this is my own culture, SoundCloud. It's just the easiest way to upload music. I mean, anybody, it's, like, really easy to make a, a rap song now. And if you want to put it directly on the internet, SoundCloud's the fastest and easiest way. So, and there's a lot of people on there listening. So it's a great place. It's a great medium to put your music, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. There's a lot of people listening. Because a lot of people who are uh, content creators like to appreciate other content creators. And they like to work with them and collab and share um, co-share their stuff and and uh, really promote each other. So SoundCloud's a really good place for like a community to come together and promote music with each other and stuff like that. Yeah, I found um, one of my biggest collaborators on SoundCloud, uh, Little Jumex. From, yeah. He's from Chicago, and I'm from D.C. And somehow I, I made like a whole mixtape for him, and now he's flying out to L.A. Now I'm flying out to L.A. to to uh, produce some records for him, uh, use some big-time studios. So 
it's just all crazy how it all went down on SoundCloud. Tell me, let's 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 get involved in the initial interaction and how you met with GMX. Let's let's get him involved on uh, how SoundCloud rappers actually collaborate. Like, what's the process of it? I mean, it's really as simple as a fucking direct message and saying, "Hey, man, I like your stuff. This is my stuff. Let's work. Let's work." So, how did this uh, relationship with you and uh, Jumex start off? I've heard his music. I like him. He's young. He's unique. He's got his own style. He's I like it. He's got a good voice. He's not just exactly. uh, a he's random SoundCloud rapper. He's he like probably could be like in a uh, an emo boy band if he wanted to, but like it's it's much easier to be a rapper to get to then to organize for teenage kids to be on time and yeah. to practice together and stuff. It really is. Um, it's almost weird. It's very generational to not like show up or sleep in and just kind of like do your own thing and kind of fuck over people back in the day you didn't have like cell phones so like it's like if you didn't show up people were like and you also you, you also skip the process of like being a really bad band like if you can sing <laughs> like you don't have to worry about like waiting for the bass player to be yeah, as good as you exactly like, you, you can just like quantize whatever you're playing and everything will be on on and, the grid and that kind of touches into what you you were saying earlier it's like you're a one-man band right yeah, I mean, I collaborate with some yeah. guys around here, but I, I play all my I play all the instruments, or I'm MIDI keyboarding and all the instruments. It's, it's pretty chill. And so, me personally, I like to support people like that more because I'm like, damn, this guy's killing on every aspect. Like he he is a band. He doesn't need four people to contribute equal work. He can just make this work himself and say, hey, let me get some vocals from you. I'm gonna produce this. This is gonna sound good. Not a lot of people realize these days how much production goes into making amazing music rihanna's got 40 sound engineers behind her vocals she doesn't even need to walk in the studio anymore to make a number one hit they have so much stuff on file of her all these different things they can make number one hits for rihanna in an instant just get some dudes and some vocals and some equipment and they can do it so like as a producer when you get vocals do you like to cater your beats to it do you listen to the vocal and then make your beat to it or do you use like a sample of your one of your beats and then alter it to try to make the vocals work and stuff like that. Let's get in the mind of a producer and how it works. Well, the only guy that I cater to right now is Jumex. Otherwise, I'm just I'm making uh, I'm making just generic beats for people to buy on SoundCloud. You can buy them. Uh, I you know I just have them up there. Sometimes they're we'll have downloads. his uh, SoundCloud linked right here. Yeah, but boom. Yeah, um, if it, what I can do, like if you say you want to buy a beat and you want me to change the pitch, I can change the pitch very easily. But um, I make I make a lot of I make a lot of stuff for me that like I would want to uh, sing on or rap on. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if somebody else wants them, I'm gonna let them have it. Exactly. You wanna you wanna hear other people make music. You just don't want to do it for yourself. As much as you appreciate it for yourself, you still want to grow. You still want to be able to collaborate with people and make good music with other people. So let's get into like a new aspect. So SoundCloud's on the rise. What else is on the rise right now? Online streaming of video games. Twitch. Twitch is coming in huge. It's it's changing the live stream game. It's changing the way the general public kind of looks at video games. With like this ninja guy, Tyler uh, Belvins, I think his last name is. He's getting people like Drake. He's getting big rappers. Do you think this is more of like a, a media thing? Or you think it's just kind of like Drake, like, fuck, this Fortnite thing's pretty big. Let me just get the best streamer. Unless, let me like reach out to him or vice versa. Or do you think it's like a more tactic from big manager saying hey drake why don't you get involved in the video game community to expand your outreach or do you I, think it's kind of cl- like a mutual between 50 50 between that 
I mean, I definitely think that people watch these guys from Twitch, and Drake probably was just a fan of them. Um, it's definitely a good business move to be on as many mediums as possible. So Gary V. Yeah. So I, Drake's Drake's killing it with that. So he's ever he's like the meme king. Like even when he loses, he's winning. So exactly. Um, all reaction is good reaction, hateful or positive. And so when we get into that, uh, gaming has become kind of its own sports league. Do you know anything about that? Like in Korea, they sell out basketball stadiums full of people to watch video games. Yeah. So like you would be going to the Wizards game, but instead you'd be going to watch, you know, I think they have one called Cloud Nine is a big gaming team. Dota. Yeah, Dota Two is a sick. I'm a I played original Dota of Warcraft Three. That was one of my favorites. I haven't played uh, Dota Two in a long time, but big fan of the uh, those type of games and League of Legends. Not so much though. I like Dota more, but those games are huge over there, and they put them above regular physical sports. Do you see that like kind of coming into America too? Like I do. I think gaming's going to be huge in America. Like, one of the biggest, I think, sports are not declining, but not rising as big as gaming is in the way MMA did on the world stage. I mean, MMA is the fastest-growing sport. Yeah. That's easy to say. I mean, boxing ruined its reputation. It was too corrupt. People don't care for it anymore. And and it's just, it's, it's going to go in the past. MMA is the future of, of that sport of the fighting sport so i really feel like gaming is going to hit this new like it's almost replacing chess it's a very thought processed uh less than physical or poker or something it, like that yeah yeah 100 percent. so i really feel like it's gonna wave in the united states especially younger generations you can do it sitting in your house you don't have to go outside to a basketball court and that's where we get gamers compared and it's to more intelligence it's like everyone feels like you can like people are naturally smarter and less smart than other people but you can like practice your way into being a pro in video games while sometimes in sports you just have to be born at a certain height or you have to be certain Um, uh, athletic talents so it's different easily easily um i mean let's take the case there are some people who could work out every day and go to the basketball court every day and they would never be as good as michael jordan and michael jordan didn't go to the gym yeah he didn't work out and they wouldn't they could go every single day and they'd never be as good that's just a natural talent. That's just five something foot, you're born five with. Five foot seven. They're exactly. 195 pounds, and they can't jump very high. There's not really much you can do about that. So it's really about finding what you can, uh, what you're good at. What what can you exceed at above your peers? If you're not athletically gifted, it's, it's use your brain. You got to sit up here. You yeah. let it rot if you don't use it. If you become an athlete, you can kind of. Uh, have things catered towards you and forget and just start really focusing on physical athletes have to use their brain hugely especially as a quarterback that's yeah. that's a intelligent position i mean you, in sports you still have to practice hard and try hard but in in video games i feel like there's just like a perception that like oh he's doing what i'm doing like everyone's already playing video games yeah so like it's like you can connect that way exactly but um you know what sets some of these streamers apart is that some of these dudes are freaks yeah i mean they're winning 10 Fortnite matches a day yeah, they got fine motor skills, man. Yeah. They got sticks. It's reaction. And uh, you can say that video games actually increase you physically from reaction time. I, I actually did this study when I was at uh, community college. I had to do a video game Shout play. Shout out community college. Shout out community college. NVCC. Out to you. One and a half semesters. Um, but you can say it actually increases your reaction time from playing all these video games which in turn can actually increase your physical capabilities just by your brain working and stuff like that so it's very interesting to say 
um, what video games can do for the future and how parents used to look at them like, oh, he's just wasting his life. You need to go outside and, and X, Y, Z. And so it's actually... Uh, I mean, you are wasting your life if you're not getting paid. <laughs> Unless you're on Twitch. So get on Twitch if you're playing video games. What are you doing, son? We need to, we need to start getting more content, more you gamers out there. And but what is like crazy that. is a lot of people just watch and don't play. Yeah. That's that, the wild. Like, there's a lot of people now that are just, like, into watching dota it's weird like they watch dota and they don't they'll play dota but they'll watch it way more than they play it well i, I guess it's like good to like oh this is tactics or whatever but like i want to play yeah i've you know uh yeah i've i've watched people play to like pick up some moves you know what i mean i can i can incorporate this in like dota or something like that um if no one knows that dota is it's very the match is about 45 minutes a very it's five versus five you're killing computers you're killing other players and it's only about six different buttons you need to use but you need to make them work simultaneously and have good concepts yeah, and, and like play a, with your teammates it's a like very strategized characters. game yeah a, a huge pool of characters so you really have to strategize with your teammates and make shit work there's counters and everything like that so this is like chess we're talking about people need to start looking stop looking at uh, video games as like a recreational activity and more like a brain activity like chess chess is looked as a intellectuals game why isn't some of these why aren't some of these video games these are strategy games they're really using thought process so uh i think uh we might need to change like the social stigmatism or or preference of what people think about gamers and maybe we should start looking at them as athletes i mean the, these are skills that they are good at you know yeah i mean anybody that's you know that's practiced a lot of something i'm trying to watch you know? yeah right exactly i, I like I, I support content creators too so let's let's go with a, a big content creator right now. He's got rainbow hair, got a lot of tattoos. Goes by six nine. Let's hear it. What do you think? Let's give me your brief over. If you are talking, explaining someone to six nine, how are you gonna explain them to him? Uh, six nine is a he's just a star in the rap music. Uh, he's got six six hit songs out right now. Um, in a row yeah he's controversial on purpose he's like uh, an antagonist of uh, like in the wrestling world he'd be like an antagonist easily he's, so, he's rap's antagonist right now yeah and um, easily he's um, got a uh, he's got a, a sex charge a child sex charge from but, that that's what it's called he he pleaded uh, guilty to it because if he didn't plead guilty he could have gone to jail for like 10 years and and nothing really uh, came with it. Oh, I think the 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 charge was like some community service and get your GED. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. He's not an angel, but he also he's no angel. But I, I don't know if he's a sexual predator or anything like that. The video was him like doing a wrestling move on a girl and like putting his hands over uh, her body mainly. Uh, mainly, it's not rape or anything like that. It's not how full-blown pedophilia um as he he put it in his words i was 18 and i got caught up in some shit people where i'm from get caught up in shit all the time before i was a rapper no one cared about this shit i was just another number i was just another statistic to the system now that i'm a rapper people like trippy red want to bring this shit up and say uh, i'm whack um and a lot of people can say that's just clout chasing bringing that pedophilia shit up for him it's like you're just trying to hit him hard you're just trying to say this dude's a pedophile clout chasing so you get a feature being like blah 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 calls out blah 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 for being a pedophile. And to an extent it is, but um, do you see a future for six nine? Do you think this guy is gonna last? I've had people tell me this guy ain't lasting. No one's gonna go see his shows in ten years. But this kid's coming out here, going in the streets, giving money out like it's nothing, like it's candy. 
Well, we don't know about 10 years, but he's definitely on a, on a good rise right now. Uh, he hasn't like released a bad single yet, so there's no reason to say he's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think about uh, that fine line known of like, when do we stop supporting somebody's music? What do they have to do? Do we separate personal actions and someone's art form? I mean, I, I totally separate that. I, you can do whatever you want. Like Me too. You can support whoever you want or not support. Like for me personally, like when I'm listening to music, um, if, if I'm listening to it for like the sonics, for the sound, like I don't really care what they did before. If I'm listening to it for the like his personality and just just because I like the guy, then it's a different reason. But like, I mean, there's terrible people that make classical music that, you know, I would listen to just because it's like epic. It's good. Classical I, I, music. I think it's very important to separate the art from the artist. Um, and it's also very important to connect yourself to the artist, too. There's two roads here. But to appreciate music and, and something, you'd be cheating yourself just because you don't like the person, in my opinion. So let's get on to uh, and if you another. Don't, you don't have to click on it if you don't want to. You know, you don't have to support anybody you don't want to. No one's putting a gun to your head. Exactly. Yeah. You can just walk away. It's as simple as that. You don't have to create a whole campaign against them. You can put your two cents in. You can tell people why you don't like them, why you think they shouldn't support them. But don't like oppress people and be like, no, you're a bad person for supporting them. You support pedophilia just because you listen to his music. That's wrong. That's not right. Well, and especially because he's not really a pedophile to me. He's not a pedophile to me either. He's just some dude who got caught up in some shit when like, he was 18. Like R. Kelly's really like on some craziness. Yeah, that's a pedophile, son. Yeah. So. Pissing on 14-year-olds when you're 40 years old. That's a little crazy. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I thought, I thought like, everything was cool. I thought he was just, like, a pimp, and he just had all these girls that were down. But apparently, like, he was, like, Yeah, like a sex them, ring. Yeah, he was, like, keeping them hostage in this hotel. So, I don't know. Keeping them drugged up, man. Like, there's some sketchy shit going on behind the scenes there. Yeah, so, but, but are you going to still, are you going to not listen to it, the remix to Ignition? Yeah, like, remix to Ignition. Like, bump Fresh and grind? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, these are hot songs. These are... Like songs not, that are gonna define the 2000s. I probably don't care about his new music, but that oh, that stuff is they're classic songs that will always be important no matter what happens. Shout out Trapped in the Closet. Yeah. Um. So when we have a new genre, this genre is kind of being around, but I want your take on it. Like, let's go with this like Weird Al genre, like the new Little Dicky. Little Dicky's like the new Weird Al. Would you say so? I would say so to an extent. He's not ripping off songs, but he's kind of this comedy rap, like Dirt Nasty. Dirt Nasty's like my favorite comedy rapper of all time. Like, he uses these really funny lyrics. Um, he doesn't have this huge fan base. He doesn't have mass appeal, but you know what I mean? He's funny to bump to every once in a while. Do you see like Little, little Dicky as one of these dudes, or do you see him as like somebody who's actually going to incorporate himself as a rapper? And make this whole career off being like a real rapper, not like a weird out. I think that Lil Dicky is trying to be a real rapper for sure. I don't, I don't think that he's trying to be a comedy rapper. I think he's trying to have comedy in his raps. I mean, he's got songs about this. About, I mean, he wants to be a real rapper. But, um, and the thing about uh, Weird Al, he's he was like a different character in all his songs, depending on yeah. what the song was about. Like Lil Dicky is kind of just like telling like, like, like anecdotes and jokes about his life. Mostly. Very. Um, I'm, I like Weird Al. They, uh, his fans call themselves alcoholics. Pretty crafty. Pretty crafty. That dude, uh, he's a creative genius in his own lane. You know what I mean? I mean, he gets his uh, shit done. He got bars, too. He does have bars. 100%. 100%. You watch, uh, you watch hockey? Yeah, I've been watching some hockey. What do you think of the Caps? We finally, this is a D.C. team. We're both D.C. natives. 
This is the first DC team, I think, in uh, 13 years to make it to a championship of their just division. Not even like the national championship, but just the divisional championship. So the Caps are there, and they won the first game of that series. The first two games, we uh, the first uh, games of both the other series, we lost. So we were always behind. We were always fighting to come back, and we still won them 4-2. to Right now, we're up a game. We think we're going to get to the championship this year? What's up? Uh, I mean, DC Sports is pretty pretty rough. It's almost as bad as uh, like Cleveland. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I hope that I hope they win, but I, I don't have um, I don't have all my eggs in that basket right now. Yeah, not at all. Especially because the Golden Knights are a brand new franchise. This is their first year. If anyone doesn't know hockey, the Golden Knights. This is their first year of being a franchise. Very first. They didn't get players. They had to go draft players and get them from free agency. And they are the number one seed in the West. And they are looking like definitely they're going to the championship, their first year in existence, which is kind of crazy. Nothing really like that has been done in especially a professional sports league. I think that that seems kind of messed up, though. I feel like it shouldn't even be that way. It's so fishy. Because. It's like clout. It's like it's like the media. It's like, how does this happen? Like, how did they allow them to get all those good players, though? Like, how come no one else could get those players? Well, you kind of have to make it fair because they're coming into a market that already people already have these good players. So they need to offer incentives to these other dudes to be able to get them to join their team. It's like, why should they should be able if you're a new franchise coming in? I feel like you should be able to match or maybe even give more money than the max contracts that their team is already giving to. Just so you can get the recruitment to make it a little more fair. I think that's what they did, and that's now now. And now look at them, yeah, yeah exactly. They're like dominating. Like I don't think that you should make a team in the first year. You should be the best team in the league. I just, I just don't. No, that's crazy. I think you should try. Everyone else has been building their teams for years. Yeah, especially like the Capitals who never won a championship. But I mean, like they're good for sure. I mean, I just don't understand how they got all those good players. <laughs> All right, we'll see. I mean, uh, we got like two weeks until like the the championship series really starts. Hopefully, the Caps are in there. Hopefully, it's the Golden Knights. That's the championship I want to see personally. Um, I That's think that's what the NHL dope. wants to see. That is what the NHL. Because you know why the Caps have been such a, a force in the NHL for a decade now, and we ain't got no championship runs yet. Yeah. So it's about time. And Vegas is a good place for a championship. Exactly. You know, uh, Ovechkin needs his championship before he starts getting too old and stuff like that. Um, so let's let's follow on with that. Let's go with what's happening on basketball because we're they're on the same page usually, right? Uh, I don't know how much you know. I'm a huge 76ers fan. I like Ben Simmons. He played at LSU. I'm an LSU fan. Been watching him since he was at Monte Verde in high school when he committed to LSU. That dude's dominating next LeBron, but they're out. So we got the Rockets, Golden State, the Cavaliers, and who else? And the Celtics. Who's in the championship? Uh, the Cavaliers and the um, Warriors, to me. Yeah. Who's winning? The Warriors. I, I think that the Cavaliers uh, don't have enough for the Warriors or the Rockets, whoever wins that, that series. So I don't think so either. I think the West has it this year. I think that's pretty easy. So um, there's been a lot of conversation that LeBron is now the GOAT, and it's kind of becoming like an official thing. Jordan, The time of Jordan is gone. Jordan was in a different game. Jordan didn't dominate the game the way LeBron is now. Do you agree or disagree, and why? Um, I don't. I don't think that either one is better than either. I, I think this is ludicrous. Um, they played at different times. Different I mean, if positions. Le, if LeBron, if LeBron played back then, like who's to say if he would be better or worse? Like the rules are different, and probably in LeBron's favor. You could uh, have Dennis Rodman strapping him every game, bro. You tell me, Dennis Rodman wouldn't be a great defender on LeBron. Yeah, he he would probably be a great defender on LeBron. 
but like would, LeBron would be a great defender on anybody exactly. because he's so physical, you know. So it's a two-way street there and everything like that. I mean, I mean, would Dennis Rodman be able to play today? Like, would they let him play? Like, like you just you don't even have to guard the guy. So <laughs> he's not going to make a basket. Uh, there's so many games where he scored like less than five points with like 20 rebounds. Exactly, he really is. But he wasn't tall though. That's he's like the crazy my favorite part. player. But yeah, I don't know if they would utilize him the right way in today's game. Yeah, that was a very specific way they put him in, and especially because to uh, a lot of people, points are an extremely important stat. Not the insane amount of rebounds that like a six seven dude is doing against seven footers. If you ever play basketball, even if you're playing two on two, scoring buckets takes a lot of energy. Like it takes a lot of like it, to play hard defense and score a lot of points. You got to be in insane shape. Yeah. So like guys, it's it's very rare that they ask guys to be like a thirty point a game scorer and be the top defender on the team. I mean that's why Jordan had Scottie Pippen. Exactly. Um, like everyone played their role. Like now everybody wants everybody to do everything, which is a little bit easier now because people are just chucking up threes and they're not going as hard into the rim, which takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm going to I'm going to hit back on uh you said you might be going out to LA to work with Jumex, right? Yeah. Can you give us a little insight on that and maybe some upcoming project ideas? Maybe if there's a tour involved, uh where you might be going on the tour, anything like that? Um we're going to go out there and have a meeting. Uh they're talking about me being the touring DJ. That's hot. State DJ's fun. Yeah, um we have a song together called Bleach. Uh it's pretty good. It's like one of the bigger songs I've ever had on SoundCloud. And uh, I don't know if we're going to re-record it in a professional setting because uh, I just took an acoustic guitar and recorded it onto a microphone like this and I made it and people really liked it. So uh, either we're going to leave it like that or we're going to re-record it. But, you know, that's Jumex is the homie. I just talked to him. He wants me to make a beat for him later today. I'm going to send it over to him. That's hot. That's hot. Do you like that, uh, that raw feel like you were talking about re-recording shit? Do you do you see like the art, like the passion behind when something's not the best quality when you when you realize it's two dudes in front of their MacBook recording it and then sending it to each other and like you recognize that and you're like, Man, these guys are trying to get it. These guys are trying to make music work no matter what. Like they're just trying to get this shit out there. Yeah, I definitely like that. But and do you respect it? I definitely respect it. I also like it when it sounds clean. There's like a good there's a there's a fine you know, there's a little area in there where it's like not too like well produced and it's not too messy yeah know? exactly it's like it's like man this guy created this shit himself and he did a really good job yes it's no studio but man this guy made it work with what he had and you kind of kind of have to appreciate that 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 will to want to create and give you a product that's so good um i think a lot of people underappreciate soundcloud rappers and what they're producing and what they're producing with and in the quality they're giving you with the uh the lack of musical equipment that they're getting doing it just by recording it and using GarageBand and, and actually making some bangers off of it. Um, the graphic artists that they get into their music videos just put in funny shit. No one realizes the amount of work and effort and having to figure that stuff out. These dudes didn't go to school. They're watching YouTube videos. They're grinding. They're staying up. They're with a click. They're all with each other up all night figuring out how shit to make work. A lot of people don't under, understand uh, the amount of work these dudes actually really put behind the music and behind the scenes to make their dreams come true. And I feel like, uh, personally, I, I like to give respect to that. To me, that's inspiring. That's someone who's hungry. They want to eat. They want to find every resource necessary to make it eat. The system might have not worked for them to go to school 
or do XYZ and become a sound engineer and work on Rihanna albums with 50 other dudes. They might have had to find this dude off SoundCloud and say, yeah, I need you. I need this. Let's work. And uh, I think that's really valuable. And I think that's awesome that you're doing that, that you're following that dream. You've been all over the place uh, through your life. You have a lot of good experiences. I mean, you've played football overseas in America. I mean, you you got a colorful past, brother. Yeah, I've been everywhere. I'm about to go back out to L.A. and stunt. It's going to be wild. Yeah, you got some connections to Odd Future, too. Uh, shout out Odd Future. It's a dope crew over there. Um, yeah, my think? sister is uh, Bonnie from the, the greatest cooking show the, of all time. The cooking show, Egos. What's the, what's the Egos shit they had, man? That shit was hilarious. Cinnamon Egos yes. is Tyler's <laughs> the only thing he eats, I think. Yeah, right? Uh, I heard Young Thug only eats like Cheez-Its and mac and cheese. I mean, when you're on tour and you're on a bus, you can't be eating crazy food because you can't shit on the bus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that tour life, bro. All right, man. So I think we're going to wrap it up for today. This was a great episode, everyone. So please go ahead. We're going to put uh, Peter Cameltop's shit below. Cameltop is Potomac backwards, by the way. So shouts out the Potomac. Shouts right out there. DMV Potomac area. We're going to put all his information to follow him on Twitch. Not Twitch. We also we'll put your Twitch up there. You can put my Twitch, whatever. Yeah, we'll put your Twitch up there. SoundCloud, his Instagram, and everything else involved. Please go ahead, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Tell everyone about this podcast. Go ahead and follow us on our social media. That will be in the comments below. Thank you all for watching. This has been a great episode.